Welcome everyone to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Butcher. Terrific, terrific, terrific. Ooh, three terrific. And you wonder why? Because uh, this is our one year anniversary. Happy anniversary. Woohoo, yeah. And uh, this is also our 50th episode, so that's an achievement yeah. as well. Well-timed, I might say. It is well-timed. Uh, good job on you for going to Disneyland twice, and so we had to skip a couple weeks. <laughs> You're welcome. And <laughs> uh, we have a we have a special episode this week, and we're we're gonna be doing things a little bit different. First, we're gonna kind of go over some of our stats. Uh, oh, and just like two days ago, we hit ten thousand downloads. Yeah, and that's that's awesome. I think I think that's a good accomplishment as well. Yeah, everything's happening all at once this week. Nice. Uh, so we're gonna kind of go over a few stats just. For uh, just to have fun with it, and then we are going to retell a few of our favorite stories from er, from some of our earlier episodes. So, because uh, a lot of our some of our earlier episodes haven't people haven't listened to those as much as the newer ones. Okay. So we want to make sure because these are three really good stories. So I want to make sure that everybody hears them. And then we're um, then after that we're going to share a few stories sent in by the listeners. Uh, they're, they're good stories, too, so it, it's going to be pretty cool to do that. Nice. And then to finish off the episode, to finish off the year, we're going to do it with the Force of Nature Year-End Awards. Ooh. It is uh, pretty much a red carpet and tuxedo black tie event. <laughs> uh, and we, we were, we're going to do that at the end. I think it'll be pretty fun. So. Nice. Uh, it should be a fun episode for everybody. And we hope everyone enjoyed last week's episode about the USS Indianapolis. That was one of my fa- probably one of my favorite stories that we've, yeah, we've told good. so far. So make sure you go back and check that out if you haven't yet. Uh, as always, we are joined in the studio, which is very warm, I might add. <laughs> I remember this time last year, it was always warm in here. In the winter, it's nice and cold down here. In the summer, it's... it's I'm sweating when we oh, say that. Right. But... Um, we are joined by Colonel Cheetor today in the studio. How you doing today? Seriously, though, you guys, I want to say happy anniversary. I think this is a kick-ass show. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Colonel Cheetor. That was that was very nice of you. Oh. Maybe he's, he's becoming domesticated, yeah, I guess. Yeah, maybe he's turning his attitude around. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Uh, since this is our one-year anniversary and we just reached 10,000 downloads, I thought it would be kind of a cool idea to go over some of our download stats, which is something I, I love looking at and probably check I check a few times a day just to <laughs> curiosity's sake, you know. Uh, so let's go over some of our stats. And we, we go through Podbean, and the best part is we go or is that I, we get to see where we get our hits from. And let's kind of let's just go over some of the different countries that okay. we get hits from. Uh, and this is this is to give credit to these listeners. It's not meant to be bragging in any way. But uh, I don't I don't even know I don't even know if like ten thousand is good yet. I think it's awesome. But hey, it's yeah, we're uh, proud to us. It's terrific. Yeah. Uh, every every month we gain more downloads. Everything keeps going up, and it's it's really fun to look at and see that happening. And I know we are still an indie podcast and nowhere near like a Joe Rogan or anything. But uh, I, I really love doing the show, and you know, and when you know, you know, like when you run into someone that you haven't seen in a long time, and they're be like, "Oh, what's up?" You, you know, you got to go through that whole spiel. So, yeah. what's up with you? Uh, well, I'll be like, "Oh, I'm 30. I'm single. Oh, I have a podcast." <laughs> then I'd rather talk about that than the rest of my life. 
Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying that the, the show means a lot to me and uh, hopefully for Dave as well. And we have no plans of stopping anytime soon. So let's get into these stats. Uh, let's go over countries with the most downloads. Okay. So in first place, no surprise, it's the United States. Uh, takes up 74% of all of our hits. Wow. But that's still kind of cool. Like 25, 26% is elsewhere around the world. Um, second place is Australia with 8.5%, um, especially, uh, New South Wales. It's like a province or state, whatever they call them there. And then in uh, third place is Canada with 7.6, especially Ontario, Alberta, and British Columbia. They have the most. Oh, okay. Uh, in the UK, they have 2.8%. And then this one came in out of nowhere. It's a... They're kind of a recent country that we gotten hits from, but they slipped into the fifth position, and that's Ireland. Wow. Yeah, that really came out of nowhere. Wow. So those are our top five, but we actually have hits from 55 countries. Hey, That's nice. so awesome. I love I love knowing that. Uh, but then there's too many. I'm not going to name them all, but we'll finish the top ten list. So in sixth place is India. Hey. Seventh place is Mexico. That's a the fa- fairly new as well. Eight is Germany. Nine is New Zealand. And ten is Sweden. Ah. Uh, but I got to say that uh, Finland and Colombia are close. And they're also very re- recent. Okay. They're, they're new to the show. But, hey, uh, that's really cool. So thank you, everyone, from around the globe. Yeah. So now let's go into the U.S. and see what states uh, have the most hits. Uh, first, I know we have hits from 47 states, including Washington, D.C., and Puerto Rico. Which ones are we missing? Yeah, the, the states that we uh, don't have hits from are Alaska, Alabama, and Rhode Island. Huh. So those three states need to get their shit together. Yeah. But actually... You find some stories from there, I guess. <laughs> uh, we've done Alaska. That's true. But uh, some some sites like Spotify don't share where the hits are from if it's... Um, so, or yeah, Spotify, we don't know, we get hits from there, but we don't know where those come from. Oh. And so we have no idea. Um, it's very possible that we have gotten hits from these states, but we just don't know about it. But the states with the most hits are as follows. Number one, Utah. Our home state has the most, which makes total sense. (laughs) Because everyone here loves Everybody us. Everybody loves us in Utah. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> that's an actual fact, yes. Uh, second place is California. Third place is New York. Fourth place is Michigan. Fifth is Illinois. Sixth is Florida. Seven is Pennsylvania. Eight, Virginia. Nine, Washington State. And ten is a tie between Arizona and Maryland. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so that's all over the country. Yeah. It really is. I'm surprised Michigan's way up there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised some of them are, too. I don't... There's really no rhyme or reason for it. I I don't know. But it's really cool, so thank you, everyone, for that. Um, Also... I was going to tell you... I didn't write it down, so I'm going to go off memory here, but I was going to say some of our best episodes with the most hits. Okay. So in first place there, it's our pilot episode, episode one. Hey. Is, is, has the most hits by quite a bit. Nice. 
Uh, and second, well, first, a lot of people listen to the first episode when they should really listen to a recent episode. <laughs> so, you know, if you're going to start yeah. off with a podcast like ours, listen to a recent episode because we've we've uh, evolved and we actually know a little bit more on what we're doing now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, people tend to go to the first one. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I listened to it not too long ago and it's a little cringeworthy, but hey, that's <laughs> that's how it works. And so our second most hit episode is polar bears. Hey. And yeah, it's it's kind of surprising and then third place is all about bears. The episode we did right before oh, it. Okay. Bears are all th- all of our bear episodes are on the top 5. Wow. And then uh fourth I guess everybody loves bears. Yeah, then. they really do. Uh, they'll be happy to know there's more stuff popping up recently. Yes, there too. definitely is. We've got a couple of stories that have happened recently. But uh in fourth place is Jim Corbett and the Hunt for the Champawat Tiger. Mm, that was good. That was really good. And then uh fifth is the legend of Kes- Kesagaki. Oh, okay, the, the bear. The yeah, bear. That was yeah, a good so one too. Uh, that's, I can't remember the rest of them, but uh, those are our top five most hits. So bears seem to be very popular. Yeah. But uh, we just want to say thank you to everyone. Uh, a big thank you. So it means a lot to us. Yeah. So Dave, we both... Well, let's continue. Uh, Dave, we both picked kind of a favorite shorter story from the last year, some of our older episodes. Yeah. So I'm. what we're going to do now is we're going to share a couple of those. Okay. All right. So... I pulled these out of my or my old notebooks. I have them in there. I, so let's get going. This so this next story is it actually takes place in Russia. Well, and it's from episode eleven, which was about black mambas. That's where okay. this story is from, and it's a really crazy story. Let's get going. So a well known well this happens in September twenty fifth, twenty seventeen as well. A well known Russian snake expert filmed himself dying on a live stream broadcast after he let his pet black mamba bite his hand after the breakup of his marriage. So this is suicide by black mamba. This man is named Arslan Valev from St. Petersburg. He is only 31. As he live streamed himself, he pleaded with viewers to call Katya, his still wife, as he... Uh, visibly started deteriorating until his limbs became numb. And you could see it. I watched it. Or watched part of it. You didn't get to see the whole thing. But but the couple... So Katya and Arslan are... They're kind of a semi-famous couple for YouTube channels and about animals. And uh, they have hundreds of uh, thousands of followers. Or they did. Sometime before... Events happened. Katya moved out of the home they shared. And I don't know the extent of their relationship, but they were separated and she was supposedly dating another man. Now, on social media, he did apologize to her for beating her after accusing her for cheating. That sounds like a... Wow. Well, that's kind of Russian. <laughs> it sounds okay. like it. But at the same time, maybe she. we don't know if she was cheating or not. I don't Oh, she's with another man now. Yeah, she, we don't know the timeline or anything. But it doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, it doesn't sound like a good relationship. Or kind of a typical Russian relationship. I don't know. I'm not Russian. Yeah. But there are pictures I saw of the two holding snakes and stuff. So they were they were, they were very into snakes. And during his live stream, Arslan gave out Katya's phone number, telling viewers to call her to tell her what is happening. Uh, someone did this 
telling her what was happening. She immediately went over, over to his place, but by the time she got there, he had already been taken to the hospital. And during all this, the camera was still rolling inside of his place, and then she went up and turned it off. Whoa. Now, the video I watched was only like a minute long and in Russian, but he said some crazy things. Uh, basically, he was just, uh, he was kind of just like a heartbroken man, you know? And in his own words, he said he was too weak to not react stupidly. That's a Russian translation, but huh. he was too weak not to react stupidly. Oh. Others had said that without Katya, he was hurt and lonely. Uh, in his own words, I cannot describe the shock that I experience every day when I wake up in this new world without someone I have lost and deserved to lose. That's kind of dark. Yeah. That's pretty Feels dark. It's like a black mamba bite, I guess. <laughs> Very dark, yes. <laughs> That's your year, uh, uh, one year anniversary pun there. Yeah. But back to the live stream, he showed his finger where the snake bit him. Uh, he then stumbles off camera where he went into the street and was rushed to the hospital by his parents. But he actually died soon after that. Ooh. And I, I'm like in the video, I remember he, he like he started talking and then he he went he went away for a little bit. You don't hear anything. But then he comes back, and then you see two fang marks on his hand. Uh. Now, Arslan's mother told reporters that his father blames Katya for them having venomous snakes in their home. Oh. But she says it's not true and doesn't blame her. So the mother doesn't blame her, but the father does. Mm. So Katya had apparently left Arslan because the conditions in their home with the snakes were appalling. Huh. Uh, I don't. I don't blame Katya either. It sounds like it was a a broken man. Well, it just sounds like he was not in the right place. I don't know how to put oh, it. Yeah. It just sounds like he was a broken man who did something stupid. I mean, women can do that to you, but death by black mamba, oh. probably not the answer. No. And I don't know why I picked that story. It's pretty dark. Yeah. But for some reason, that that story stuck with me. It's I, I, I'll think about it once in a while and. Just be like, man, it's suicide by Black Mamba. I mean, it's over pretty quick, and there's a 100% kill rate. So <laughs> it's going to work. It's guaranteed. It's guaranteed to, to... More than falling off a cliff. <laughs> yes, it's true, and you were guaranteed to die. <laughs> but uh, I don't know why. That story just stuck out to me out of one of the many... I mean, we've told hundreds of stories yeah. just this one year. But that one stuck out to me for some reason. Yeah, Yeah, that was... That's crazy. It's too bad someone would get to a point like that, you know? Yeah, it really is. And then having dangerous snakes in the home doesn't help. Yeah. All right, so our next story. So <laughs> this story is, this is the one of our favorites. And this is the one my mom listened has listened to the podcast before. She thinks this is the best story she's ever heard. So uh, we got to add it in here again. All right. Um, this was from episode 19, one of our recent uh, attack stories. Okay. All right, so let's get into it. This story happened October 13th, um, 2018, and takes place in Montana, just north of Yellowstone. Let's meet a Bob Legasa. He's 57. 
he and a buddy are out elk hunting. And they are moving in on some elk when they hear a growl. And it was from a two-year-old cub, grizzly cub, and mama bear. Uh Uh-oh. Mama grizzly bear. And the bear, and they were only about 12 yards away when they stumbled upon him. So the majority of this story is in Bob's own words from an interview. Uh, After the cub growled, it moved aside and Mama Bear charged. <laughs> well, I wonder if the bear was just saying, Mom, I don't like this man. Take care of him. <laughs> <laughs> so Bob says, and I quote, I was hoping it was going to be a bluff charge, and halfway through realized it was going to be the real deal. Oh. And Mama Bear is on him in seconds. Bob didn't have time to get his bow up, because he was out there uh, bow hunting for mm-hmm. elk. He didn't have time to pull his bow, get his bow up or even get the bear spray in time. And he barely had time to put his arms in front of his face when the bear tackled him. Wow. So the bear bites his hand and breaks a bone in his forearm, also claws his face, leaving him uh, leaving a bloody gash across the bridge of his nose. Yeah. I mean, that's, this is serious, right? This oh, is a yeah. serious bear attack right now. His buddy, who is also a guide named Greg Gibson, he's kind of standing by and watching this happen. He grabs his bear spray, and uh, mom and he discharges the bear spray, and Mama Grizzly lets go of Bob, but Bob then Bob pulled out his own bear spray, and he starts spraying, but he inadvertently sprayed himself in the face with his own <laughs> bear spray. I don't know. I get the. You remember in Dumb and Dumber, uh-huh. Jim Carrey, where he has the, the mint spray for his mouth. Oh yeah. And he always spritz, spritz it the wrong it way. Out. I imagine it being exactly like that, <laughs> but in his own face. Nice. Now Greg, the other guy who did not get tackled, his bear. He spray. He sprays his bear spray again, but this time the wind, blew the mist back into his own eye. So now, <laughs> now both men and Mama Grizzly have been sprayed with the bear mace. <laughs> and they and it's not like they they sprayed themselves in their own eyes on accident, nice. but they still sprayed themselves. <laughs> so everybody's rolling around. Screaming, every every all three of the them. The baby cub is like, "What are, what you, are you guys doing?" <laughs> but probably the best part about this story is that like, so get this: three weeks earlier, the two men made a bear spray safety video from Greg's website. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> they made their uh, uh, safety video, and it did not work out for them. <laughs> you must have been confused on the do parts and the do not do's. <laughs> <laughs> they got those mixed up. But by all accounts, the um, Bob should be dead from this bear attack. So it's luckily, luckily that Mama Grizzly took off when when she did. Yeah. At least somebody got it in her eyes. <laughs> but so now yeah, someone should ask him what was more painful, the bear the bear attack or, or the bear spray. <laughs> so both men lay on the ground for a few minutes there because they're blinded by the bear spray. They're just they're just <laughs> waiting dead. there. Play dead. <laughs> Bob says, uh, and I quote. I had blood in my eyes and bear spray in my eyes, and I couldn't see a damn thing. <laughs> and then he also says, we were putting snow and water in our eyes to try to get some relief. 
But uh, <laughs> the the two men were eventually able to stand up and make their way back to their truck about five uh, five hundred yards. Oh, they, uh, were, they didn't even get very far. No, they, not really. And so once they get to the truck, they kind of they look at each other and they determine that Bob's wounds are pretty serious. <laughs> uh, so they cleaned up his wounds a bit and made a splint for his arm, and then they. Then they drove him to the hospital. Uh, Bob was operated on and had a few surgeries. Wow. He was able to leave the hospital three days after the attack, though. Oh, gee. So after all this, Bob doesn't think the experience has put him off of hunting, but he says he will be a little more cautious. <laughs> hey, and hopefully, make a second safety <laughs> And hopefully practices with the bear spray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't. That's just a. That's like it's a serious attack story. Like it's a, a bear is really attacking him, but it, it just turned into a, a, a comedy yeah, after that. Like something you'd see on an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. That's funny. And that's my mom's favorite story that we've told. I think too. Nice. Okay, so I got one more of these, and then we'll move on to listener stories. All right. So this one. It, this is the one that you picked, Dave. Okay. It happened on August 10th. This one comes from episode 10, I believe. Okay. Uh, this is our another one of our recent, recent. attack stories, the second uh, second one, I believe. So this happened on August 10th, uh, 2018 in Pennsylvania. And we are going to meet a Dan Worley and his seven-year-old daughter, Layla. And Dan, he, he looks a lot like Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> he just has that look to him. But they are kayaking in on the Adam in the Adams County, somewhere on the Adams County. Dan and Layla were in separate kayaks, and their dog is nearby as well. And then all of a sudden, Dan says he felt something hit the kayak. At first, he thought it was his dog, but then realized it wasn't. So, in Dan's own in Dan's own words, it was a big ass crazy beaver. <laughs> Dan also says it kept trying to bite and get into the kayak. Wow. And he had to keep beating it with the paddle. And this And this went on for a few minutes. Things escalated from there. Finally, it swam to the opposite side of the creek and turned and saw seven-year-old Layla on her kayak, who was 30 yards in front of Dan. Oh. The beaver uh, heads right for her. Dan yells at her, telling her to go to the shore. And he gets out of his kayak, and they're, they're not in very deep water, like a um, little bit above the knees. Is oh, okay. Uh, the beaver makes it to Layla and tries climbing up to her oh. while, Layla, while Leia, Layla is in her father's, in, in her father's words, is screaming bloody murder. Oh. As you can imagine a seven-year-old doing. Yeah. Dan says he punched the beaver back into the water, but it just lunged back at him. He says, I was punching, kicking, and trying to get away from the big-ass crazy beaver. Dan then took uh, Layla to the, um, to the bank, and it followed, still trying to attack him. They kept uh, fighting on land, too. Dan started pummeling the beaver with rocks, but it, it just still would not stop. After about five big hits with a rock, the beaver swam away for a little bit. 
But uh, then came right back. So Dan grabs a big stick and smacked it on the head a few times. And on the last hit, crushed the beaver's skull, killing it. So he had to legit fight off a beaver. Wow. And at the end of all this, Dan says that, I'm just glad it didn't bite either of us. Our sissy bloodhound hid safely in the weeds <laughs> uh, far away during all this. <laughs> I kind of like this guy, Dan. Yeah. He'd be a good guy to hang out with, I think. Yeah. Um, Dan put pictures up on Facebook telling his story, and it really is, it was a big beaver, too. Mm. The teeth these things have are massive. Oh, yeah. Uh, you it, don't want those biting you. No. It, chew through wood. Yeah, they literally <laughs> chew through wood. They're they're rodents, so like like rats and mice. You know, like they they have to keep chewing, oh. or else their teeth will grow. Yeah, the teeth never stop growing, so they have to constantly gnaw on stuff. Gee. And that's where we get the term "buck teeth" is from beavers, because they got those big ass teeth in oh. the front. So after this, Dan contra- or contacted Pennsylvania's Game Commission, where they took the dead beaver, and it tested positive for rabies. Rabies. We'll play the oh. clip later. <laughs> Don't worry. So now, uh, th- this isn't our first time talking about rabies, which we're going to... I want to do another rabies episode sometime. Oh, okay. I mean, we did it in episode 12, but we will cover rabies again. But yes, that is the crazy-ass beaver story. Yeah. That was one of your favorites, wasn't it? Yeah. I like that yeah. one, too. Yeah, you don't hear much about beaver attacks. I know of another one. Oh, really? I do know of another one. I we haven't we we'll just do a beaver episode sometime. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've thought about some other kind of random ones. I want to do a, a raccoons, mm-hmm. beavers, and skunks. Oh, okay. I th- those will those could all be have their own solo episodes. So sometime we'll cover them. Yeah. But for now, let's get into some listener stories. Uh, these are obviously from listeners. We we didn't get that many, but we got some. People sent them in. This first one is from one of our very first listeners. She um, sent this back in September. So it's it's about time we share it. Nice. It's a long time ago. Yeah, that is. So this is from listener Annick Jen. She is a French-Canadian living in Vancouver. And she actually sent two stories, both involving her friend named Mark. Oh. So let's begin. Okay. Mark is in his 20s, and he is out mountain biking somewhere in British Columbia. Uh, British Columbia and Vancouver area are really pretty areas with a lot of wildlife. I've never been. I've never been either. I would definitely like to go there sometime, though. But Mark is out mountain biking by himself when he has a run-in with a bear. Oh. The the bear began to chase him on his mountain bike, and then Mark (laughs) fell off the bike. Oh, no. With the bear gaining on him. Mark then goes behind a big tree, and he actually ends up playing kind of like hide-and-seek with the bear. As the bear chases him around the tree, he's going the other way. (laughs) He's just trying to keep the the tree in between both of them. And apparently this goes... It goes on for hours. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, um... The bear tried catching him, but Mark kept evading it. Wow. Uh, the bear did get him once, though. And as Anik Jen says, the bear gave Mark a cute little scratch on his butt cheek. <laughs> 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 That's all he got is just a cute little scratch on the nice. butt cheek. But uh, finally, the bear got tired and slowly left. And that was that. Wow. 
Mark is pretty lucky to come out of all of that with just a cute little scratch on his butt. <laughs> Maybe they need to put that in the manual now. What do you do if a bear's trying to attack you? Keeping a tree in between. No, that's it's not a terrible idea. No. I mean, it, it worked. I mean, it's gonna attack you, so you gotta do something. Yeah. I we never I never did learn what kind Hopefully of bear. Hopefully, there's it was. redwoods around. You know, so it's a big tree. <laughs> it's a big tree. <laughs> but uh, we, I, I'm not sure what kind of bear it was. It could have been black. I think it was probably black in that area. Mm, okay. I think I don't know if brown bears are in there. I would I, think so. I, I'm not just not sure. They get down into Yellowstone. That's further yeah, south. Yeah, you're right. So. Well, I'm not sure. Well, I can't remember from our bear episodes. Oh, but, okay. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. So this isn't over um, with our... Well, this isn't our only story about Mark. So a year or two ago, Mark went on a trip to Thailand by himself. Hmm. He planned to Wait, be... Wait, without, without Annika? With, the, yeah, they're friends. Oh, okay. What are you talking about? Oh, I thought it was his boyfriend. No, they're, they're oh, just friends. Oh, gotcha, okay. Uh so he planned on going there for about a month, uh, and around three re- three weeks into it, he's having the time of his life and wanted to extend his trip. And I know from a few friends that have gone to Thailand, and it sounds like a really cool place to travel to. Yeah. One day, Mark decided to go on a hike with a buddy of his that he met there. Uh, no guide or anything in a foreign land. Uh, Mark is just kind of that adventurous type of guy. <laughs> So Mark and his buddy go on a hike. Oh, and they're both only wearing sandals too. Oh, uh, three rules broken. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a beautiful hike with lots of sights to see. And they start to go down to some caves when Mark feels some pain on his foot. Uh, looking down, he sees a snake is biting him. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> He he then. How'd you like that? What if you took two steps? Yeah, like, Something feels funny. I better look the down and snake check, check it him. out. <laughs> and that's what happened, I guess. Um, so he he kicks the snake off, and then after a little bit, Mark starts not feeling so good. Oh no! They then go back to the main trail. So he didn't even check to see what kind it was or anything beforehand. I don't know. I, mm. uh, we don't know. Uh, then they go back to the main trail and meet two local men on motorbikes. Uh, one man knew from looking at his foot and hearing the story that this was a bite actually from a baby cobra. Oh, wow. And that's very dangerous because baby snakes can't control the amount of venom they use mm. like an adult can. So they could release a tiny bit or way too much. They could, oh. they could do underkill or overkill and they the babies can't control that. Oh. So Mark is, uh, or so, okay. So the local men then take Mark to the hospital. He receives all kinds of drugs. I don't know what kind exactly, but Mark actually loses his vision for two weeks. Oh my goodness. He then flies back home to British Columbia to get better treatment. Gee. And then, uh, what, uh, Annika said, Annika says after this, Mark is, uh, now healthy again, but still has poor vision and needed glasses. Oh, wow. That's crazy. And this smart guy is uh, extremely lucky from both stories. Almost killed by a bear and then killed by a cobra. Yeah. But uh, those we are... to follow this guy. <laughs> like a news team. Yeah, you know? <laughs> we, yeah for the podcast. We oh, you're, you're leaving? Okay. Oh, right behind we'll you. We'll be there. <laughs> 
just follow him around, wait until another animal attacks him. We need to yeah. take him to the ocean with us in California. It's like, yeah. just so stand here. It's Charlie? Good, good. <laughs> Go up further than me. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll start just throwing some raw meat out there. Hey, just stand there, Mark. You'll be fine. <laughs> oh, crap. It's a one-syllable name. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, Thank you, Anik, Jen, for sending that into us. <laughs> Those yeah. were pretty good stories yeah. there. So our next um, stories come from listener Paul Coco from New York. Paul emails us once in a while, and uh, we really appreciate it. I like that last name, Paul Coco. Well, I don't think like cool that's name. his real last name. That's just his, what his email says. So well, He's got style. <laughs> Paul Coco. I don't think he got to choose that either, but if it was his last name. Anyway, uh, his stories involve bears as well. Ooh. Uh, the first involves his mother. Several years ago, his mom went to the Adirondack Mountains. They're in uh, northeast New York. During the trip, she was walking on a trail, and she was about to cross a bridge. She then sees that a black bear is also about to cross the bridge on the other side. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, there's not too much else to this story, but she uh, she backs up and went uh, in to hid inside of an outhouse that was nearby. And she waited there until the bear passed by. But, man, wouldn't that be scary? Yeah. Just, uh, you know, just trotting along. All of a sudden, there's a bear in front of you. Oh, <laughs> if shit. you're a teenager, <laughs> no, I was here first. <laughs> I will go first. <laughs> but, yeah, that would be super scary. But he has another... Another bear story for us, and this takes place in an area you would not expect. This story happened to Paul's little sister and cousins, and it happens in Greece. Oh, wow. Yeah. Paul and his family were staying in a village where his dad's side of the family came, where his dad's side of the fa- family came from. So they're, they're, they're in Greece on vacation. One night, his sister and cousins were leaving a bar to head back to the house. When they stumbled upon a dumpster and they heard some noises and they hear some rummaging through it, they look to see what what it is and then they see the outline of a brown bear poking out. Oh. Yeah. You wouldn't expect that being in no. Greece. They, uh, they make the quick judgment to then run away. <laughs> which is not the best choice. <laughs> But they were able to find another route back to the house, and they do know that the bear did follow them. Oh, my goodness. Because they could hear it growling a little bit outside during the nighttime. Oh. Uh, I mean, that's the end of the story, but you wouldn't wouldn't think you'd have a run-in with brown bear in Greece. No. But they do, in fact, live there. Not many of them, but they do live. They live over a good portion of Europe. I didn't know they'd get that far south. Yeah. Must have been a Spartan bear if it was Spartan chasing them, yeah. (laughs) Pretty aggressive, you know. Yeah. So thank you, Paul, for sending that in. Uh, and thanks for being a listener as well. Yeah. So our next story is from a new listener named Austin from Florida. He emailed us an interesting story. And I also said, uh, I also told him, I hope he doesn't mind when we make fun of Florida. <laughs> he said, nah, he's used to it. <laughs> <laughs> Austin, you should have a ton of these for us. <laughs> So his story happens in St. Augustine, Florida. Uh, it's in the northeast part of the state. And this happened. This was back in 2017. 
So Austin and his buddy were hog hunting some public land Wow! when they came up to a muddy clearing. It had been a pretty dry year, and this place was nor- uh, normally under a swamp, not underwater, but oh. it's not right now. They were following some fresh hog prints when they find this random six-by-six six pool of water in the clearing with something in it. When they walk up to it, they find it, and it was a gator hole full of baby gators. And gators will dig these holes during the season, the dry seasons. And this was definitely one a mama mama gator had recently dug. When they got close to the pool, all the babies would kind of dive down to the center. And it must have been pretty deep because the water was clear, but they couldn't see... the babies at the bottom. So they stepped back to let the, to let them uh, pop up to the surface and found there were actually two litters of baby gators. Wow. Cause some were noticeably smaller than the others. Oh, okay. And some looked newly hatched when they came up to the surface, they tried counting them and they counted about 23 baby gators in the little pool. Wow. And what's interesting is that this hole was, uh, over a fourth of a mile away from any large body of water, huh. when that that large body was actually a salt marsh. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, luckily, they never did see Mama Gator. Oh, that's good. But what they did see was some fresh gator marks in the mud. You know how they were following a hog? Yeah. The hog prints no longer there. So Whoa. maybe Mama Gator got the hog. Oh. We don't know. But uh, that's a pretty cool and uh, very interesting story. He he also sent me a picture of it. Oh, right. I'll have to show you later. But, I mean, it just looks like it's like a small, like you said, six by six pool in this kind of uh, open, muddy area. And so, I mean, I've never seen a hole like that for gators, but it was kind of cool to see. Right on. So, uh, thank you, Austin, for that. Yeah. And I'm glad you don't mind when we make fun of your state. (laughs) It deserves it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so our last listener's story. This is this story is worthy of a main event status. Ooh. This is a great story, so buckle up. And this story comes from Kara from Texas. So she actually sent this to me, so I printed it off. So the story is kind of it's in her words, so she's using first person. Okay. So I'm going to have to switch that to second person this whole time, but I'll do my best to do that. Okay. All right, so one sec. Mm-hmm. Sip of my beer, and now I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So, uh, she wants to. So, a little background on Kara. She is now 39 years old, and this happened in November 2002, so she was 22 years old. She grew up on a 2200 acre ranch in the hill country of Texas. Hmm. She started hunting, trapping, tracking, guiding paying hunters on trophy white-tailed deer hunts oh. and many other outdoorsy activities when she was just a very young girl. Wow. Uh, her dad never had a son, so he always said that she was his his favorite tomboy. <laughs> she rides horses, worked cattle, built fence, and did many other things that most women would, don't do. Uh, so she's definitely a tomboy, to say the least. Yeah. And she was raised to be, she, this is what, how she put it, she was raised to be tough as a uh, Tough as boot leather. <laughs> that sounds like a Texas thing to say. Yeah, uh, but she was. She definitely is tough as boot leather. Uh, and she is now happily married and 
has a kid and everything. Um, has her daughter. She has another daughter who's also tough as nails and extremely independent. Nice. She gets it from Kara, obviously. <laughs> so after a hard day's work on the ranch, she would go night riding on her horses in the, in just the moonlight oh. to light her way. And she never thought twice about it, you know. It was just pretty normal. That's what yeah. she did. And she's hiked alone at night many times and just soaked up the quiet of the country. She spent many many a night sleeping in the barn with the calves or wow. the horses. It's needless to say that she knows her way around the great outdoors. This is why this hike home on one particular November night was just another walk home and no big deal. It was only about two miles, and she's done this hundreds of times at least. Hmm. So now we're going to go to the story. This was early November 2002. The weather was chilly, about 40 or 50 degrees. And it was kind of on and off raining, gently raining again. And her boyfriend at the time came to visit her for the weekend. Now, uh, Kara's dad is very strict, but uh, allowed us allowed them to go drive down to the creek, to, which is about two miles away, to hang out for a while before t- turning in for the night. She was given a curfew of 11 o'clock. Yes, she was 22 years old and had a curfew <laughs> because she was living with her parents and was expected to abide by the rules. And now she also mentions that she was living with her parents because her dad was deathly ill from kidney failure. Um, and she quit college to move home and help with the ranch. And she was actually scheduled to donate a kidney to her dad that coming January. Wow. So keep that in mind. And uh, yes, he, well, her dad um, is still living actually today. Oh, that's good. He's uh, 79. Nice. But keep that in mind that she's about to donate a kidney. So her boyfriend and um, Kara hopped into his Chevy. Hopped into his Chevy. It's a country song. <laughs> and they went to the creek. Uh, they started a campfire and just hung out. Uh, they listened to music, had some beers. Hey, and then he decided to drive his truck up to the fire ring so they could hear the music more clearly. I mean, I don't know what they're listening to, but I'm assuming like 2002 country music, maybe like Rascal Flats or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they're listening to, but that's all I could think of. I'm not a big country guy. Yeah. Anyway. I like the old folk music, the old Damn. western. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good with that. Anyway, anyway he, she told him not to drive into the sand because it's bottomless and he's going to get stuck. But the boyfriend did not listen and... <laughs> Kara tried to tell him that um, only the only vehicles that could get through the creek bed were 4 by 4 Jeeps or ATVs. He still did not listen. You know, what does Kara know? She's just a girl, right? <laughs> what an idiot! Well, he drove into the sand, uh, promptly buried the truck up to the axles, and that was that. So <laughs> He should have listened to Kara. Oh, boy. They are now stuck. And at this point in time, there were no cell phone towers near the location and no cell signal. And they didn't have a CB radio with them, which CB radios, that's what they used to communicate on the ranch. Therefore, there was no way to make a call to the house. And I told him that we could walk home and and she would explain why she was late for curfew and what had happened. Um, The boyfriend asked if I was sure. She said yes, that I had done it many times before and I knew exactly where I was going. 
Basically, less talking and more walking was what she told him. <laughs> she she says she says that he's kind of a, a city boy. Mm. She, he's turned into a city boy by now. Uh, and he was he was hesitant, but they then they started walking, uh, heading for Kara's parents' house. Um, and after all, they could grab all they grabbed was a mini mag flashlight and their jackets. Now this creek is shallow with tall limestone cliffs on both sides. The terrain is covered in cedar trees and cactus. Hmm. So it looks like your typical, what you would think of Texas country landscape. Sounds pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Reminds me of Red Dead Redemption. Hey, yeah. <laughs> but uh, our intended route was uh, to follow the creek bed into a pasture road and then take a fence line that led to the back of her parents' uh, ranch, which is about two miles away from where they are. They walked quietly for about 200 yards when they jumped a herd of deer. Ooh. The odd thing was that they uh, was that the deer ran across the creek and straight towards them, almost Ooh. over them. And uh, I wonder if it's because uh, there was cliffs on both sides to the place for the deer to go. Well, I'm going to tell you why. Oh. And deer, so yeah, deer don't just run towards somebody unless, you know, something's chasing them oh. from the opposite direction. And then, uh, Karis said she started getting a, a weird feeling that something was off and she could feel it in her gut. They walked about 10 feet more when they heard a splash on the opposite side of the creek. And then it happened. The sound that makes every person's blood run cold and every hair on their body stand up. They heard the roar of a mountain lion. Oh. Or it was more like a scream. That's what she said. Uh, she heard more splashing and could tell it was running for them. Oh. It screamed again. Uh, they could hear it running full throttle for them. The boyfriend turned around to run, but Kara grabbed his coat and, and said in her fir firm voice, Don't run. And she didn't let go of him and forced him to go back to back. Like, stand back oh, to back okay. together. And she said that we need to look big. We need to be as big as we can. And at this point, uh, she says time just slowed down, which oh. I can imagine what would happen. The mountain lion ran directly in front of us and into the dense cedars to their right. So it didn't attack them. Ooh. And she said uh, she saw it in the small beam of the mini flashlight that uh, only had a range of about 10 feet. So she's looking at wow. the cougar with a real small flashlight. So when traumatic, dangerous situations like this happen, one does a mental check. And uh, what do I have on me that can save me? What resources can I use to save my life? So she did this. She said, flashlight, check. Bic lighter, check. What else? What else? What else? Nothing. <laughs> and then she's like, clothes. I had clothes and shoes. And then I, she's like, I need a fire. Ah, it's raining. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and cedar, uh, cedar can burn even if it's wet, if you get hot enough and they're in a cedar oh, okay. area. So that's good. She grabbed her boyfriend who just started sobbing at this point. <laughs> we can, we might as well just call him pussy boyfriend. <laughs> Scaredy cat. Yeah. 
And they walked back to a tiny cedar cedar tree that happened to be growing in the sand of the creek bed. The whole time, they can hear the mountain lion in the bushes just like 10 feet away from them. It was growling and hissing. She she says this, take the um, our picture, our main picture of our podcast of the jaguar with the big roar. Uh-huh. She says it looked, the mountain lion looked just like that. Wow. And uh, they kept she kept the flashlight on it and the eye shine was she said it looked demonic. Okay. In yeah. this uh, moonless darkness. And they, she said that the, the mountain lion was huge. Mm. He was crouched down like a you know like a cat does in, in like a stalking position. Uh-huh. He was just rocking back and forth, ready to just getting ready to pounce on him, just wow. waiting for an opening, I guess. So she gave the flashlight to her boyfriend and told him to keep the light on the lion. And she threatened him with everything if he tried to run. He promised <laughs> he wouldn't, though. He promised. And then uh, she ripped off her coat and held the lighter to it. The lion, the mountain lion then ran around to the other side of them. It crouched Ooh. again. It wasn't going to give up. They, cont- they, they shifted to the opposite side of... Well, she made a tiny fire. And they shifted to the opposite side of the fire. Her goal was to keep the fire between them and the mountain lion. Yeah. And this went on all night. At times... She made the the boyfriend turn off the flashlight to conserve the battery, and when uh, the light went off, the they would turn it off and then they turn it back on. And each time they did that, the mountain line was closer each time. Oh. And they had to be very strategic on when they used the flashlight. I mean, this is a scary situation, yeah. right, Dave? Yeah. Can you imagine being in this? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, and the the mountain lion has showed no signs of giving up yet. Kara actually ended up burning all of her clothes and her Jeez. boots. And she didn't know which to be more afraid of. Her dad finding her naked with <laughs> out in the wilderness with her boyfriend. And her boyfriend fully clothed. <laughs> yeah, or the mountain lion. So she's burning her clothes to keep the fire going because they can't, I mean, to go some, they can't get cedar wood anymore because they're kind of stuck in this position. So they got to use what, what's on them. And uh, once she had burned everything she had on, um, including her a bra. Wow. She told the boyfriend to give to give her him his clothes. You know, like, hey, I'm naked. Give me some clothes so we could burn it. And he just wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> this boyfriend is uh, not very not as tough as Kara. We'll just say that. No. And the mountain lion just kept on pacing outside of the firelight. And it would go on one side, and then they'd move to the other. And when they could see that it was on the opposite side from the cedar trees, what she would do, what Kara would do, she would run to the tree line and quickly grab as many sticks as she could to get the fire going. So that's mm. how this is playing out. And they played this cat and mouse game all night long. But somehow they were able to keep this fire going and managed to keep the fire between them and the lion. Uh, but it still never left. Uh, this whole thing lasted from 10 p.m. to almost daybreak. Wow. So that's hours. And there, uh, her and her boyfriend walked in circles around this fire for so long that they dredged a three-foot trench from this creek bed. Wow. From just continuously walking around. She doesn't know why this line was so damn set on mauling or killing them. 
She had never actually never seen a mountain lion on the ranch before. Huh. And they are rarely seen in the area. They're very reclusive. Uh, this one may have been someone's pet or maybe rescued and bottle fed as a kitten and then released. She has no idea, but this one had zero fear of them. Wow. When 5.30 a.m. rolled around, she knew her dad would be getting up to take their deer hunters out for the morning hunts. And she knew he would see that she wasn't home or at the barn doing their morning chores. So she just prayed and prayed that he would drive up to the creek and find the truck that was stuck. Um, Finally, after all this, the mountain lion gives up and walks away into the bushes and left them. Kind of an uneventful departure. Interesting. Like, that's enough. I'm done with this. Maybe it's because it's daylight. I don't know. Um, Kara was said that she was furious. She wanted that cat's head on a platter. <laughs> she was freezing, soaking wet, exhausted, and generally wanting to strangle that cat with her bare hands. Wow. And I make no mistake, she also wanted to do the same thing to her pussy boyfriend. <laughs> um, and needless to say, they actually ended the relationship soon after that night. <laughs> But the boyfriend, to give him a little bit of credit, he was kind enough to loan Kara his shirt on the way back <laughs> so they could walk. So she's pretty much naked. She's naked. She's just wearing his T-shirt now. He's still like probably fully clothed or something. Can I have your coat? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and she said that she had never seen a more glorious morning. The sun peeked over the cliff and a crow flew over the creek it caught as it flew over them. She had never heard a more beautiful sound. Wow. She remembers this quite She does. She, quite she wrote this in very... This is all her words. Wow. The birds started chirping, and the world started to come to life. It was dawn, and she, she's, they're happy, she's happy that they won and that they're still alive. Eventually, they hear a motor. It was uh, her dad in his Jeep with the tracking dogs. And in her own words... She says, thank you, sweet Jesus. Nice. That's a very Texas thing to say there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, her boyfriend, uh, her and her boyfriend ran to meet their, their her dad. And she says, I was prepared to get my backside tanned. <laughs> <laughs> I know what that uh, means. Yeah. Uh, he could see, but the father could see that uh, they clearly been through some trauma. And she explained what happened, the whole story, and why she was naked, except for in the T-shirt. He told, uh, the father tells, tells Kara that uh, he's he loves her and that he's proud of her. The boyfriend did not get the same reaction, though. <laughs> uh, on a side note, when her dad arrived at the creek with the dogs, the dogs actually refused to jump off the Jeep. Their Ooh. hair was raised and they just sat in the bed of the Jeep and uh, growled because they knew something oh. was was up. And uh, Kara took her dad to the fire to show the, to kind of show him the scene and what happened and where everything took place. The lion's tracks were as big as her dad's hand. Wow. This was a, uh, she says, this was a giant monster of a cat. Yeah. It had to have been over 200. Awesome. I mean, I don't, yeah. I, I, I have no clue, Dave. I don't wow. know. But I don't know how big they typically get in those areas. I thought they were always smaller in the desert areas. They're bigger in the mountain south, areas. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it was, it could have been a jaguar. 
Ooh, that would be cool. Uh, I mean, I'm sure she got a decent. Well, it was dark. Hmm. I don't know, but she says it was a cougar, so I'm gonna take her <laughs> word for it. Um, but they also, um, in the weeks after this, I guess they had found dead deer, several, um, several deer, dead deer around this area. Oh. And then she also said that hunters had seen the cougar um, years following this incident. Oh. And she says, I've, uh, never again will I be out in the wilderness without a gun. Wow. She learned her lesson very well. But isn't that a great story? Yeah. I can't I can't help but think, though, this is like the perfect excuse to have stayed out late making out with your boyfriend or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, shoot. Look how late it is. What are we going to tell him? Oh, man, I can't go back. <laughs> we got to think of a story, even if it takes all night. All right. <laughs> Maybe if we have some like uh, 16, 17 year old kids listening listening to this podcast, yeah. uh, they just got a new idea on what they can do. Yeah, here it was Drive a mountain over there. here and make sure it's stuck. Okay, done. <laughs> now what? You don't even have to. <laughs> oh get... shoot, my clothes ripped. What do I do? Oh, uh... <laughs> I was trying to conserve it for a fire. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, Dad, uh, you're not gonna believe this. <laughs> you're not gonna believe this, but this is what happened. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, though, that was. That, that was, was a good pretty story. Crazy, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, was that was a really good story. So thank you so much for sending that in, Kara. That was really cool. And just a big thank you to Anik, Paul, Austin, and Kara for sending those in to us. Yeah. It's, it's really cool to know that we have fans of the show and they'll take the time. Yeah. To send in stories for us. So yeah, now you've just won't... reached possibly ten thousand people. That's right. Well, and even know. more. I don't think it, it works goes. like that. It, it's still counting though, even in the future. <laughs> Yes, so your story has been heard by a a good amount. I don't know how many people, but there's some at least. It will be. It will be. <laughs> yeah. So, and we encourage all of the other listeners. If you have a cool story, um, hopefully we can get more now, and maybe yeah. just do a dedicate a whole episode to listener stories. That's yeah. what I'd like to do. But yeah, thank you everyone for sending those in. So now, Dave, we are nearing the end of the show, but before that. We have to do something. We have a, a set. We have the Force of Nature Award Show. Ooh. This is a very sought after prestigious awards we have to give out. <laughs> uh, this is a, a black tie, red carpet event. Celebrity animals are lining up <laughs> outside. <laughs> Celebrity animal. Oh, uh, yeah. These awards are, you might as well compare them to the Grammys or the Oscars. You know what? Combine those two, and it's about that much. <laughs> uh, we should be wearing tuxes for this right now. We should. Instead, you're wearing a T-Rex Hates Push-Up shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it is appropriate still. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's get, these are just some awards that I came up with the other night, and I thought it would be fun to do. Okay. So let's get going on this. Let's look back to the last year at some of the strangest, scariest, funniest animals and stories from our first year. And this only this this only covers animals that we've already covered and stories that we've covered, okay? Okay. So, our first Force of Nature award, the category is Well, let's start let's start uh, with this is the Sound Clip Award. Huh. For this, let's play our sound clips and reveal the winner. First up, the time machine. Sometime. Somewhere. 
Time Machine was good, Dave. It was a good. Oh. It's, a, it's a very good contender. I've, you know, when I first made that, I was like, "This is stupid." But then it's like, the, it's like anything. The more you play it, it just that's just the what less it is. stupid it gets. It's like, okay, that's what it is. Can't change it. Yep. All right, our next one, Kangaroo. Only get the nap time, you kangaroo down. Sport, tiny kangaroo down. Tiny kangaroo down. Sport, tiny kangaroo down. Tiny kangaroo down. Sport. <laughs> I wish that song would get stuck at everybody's heads like it was for, for weeks for me after doing our kangaroo <laughs> yeah. episode. But I, we still like to play that. Yeah, that went around the house for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I still like to play that one on the show sometimes. Um, our next contender, Rabies. Rabies. Yeah, that's a great one. Rabies rabies is definitely a that's a it's a top contender i <laughs> know that's one that's my wife's favorite is it yeah i like the rabies one a lot yeah. um so our last one jim corbett i'm jim corbett mother this is also a really good one uh, I cannot decide. Uh, this Jim Corbett one is also one of our favorites. The uh, action hero Jim Corbett. Yeah. Uh, it was really, that was a really good one too. All of these we came up, well, not, we, I guess we didn't really come up with the kangaroo one. Oh, but the other true. ones we came up with on our own and just thought we would slip them in there here and there. But Dave, the award goes to <laughs> Rabies. Ooh. Rabies, I think that, I don't know why, I just... I really like that sound clip because it was kind of off the it's top so of our heads. Yeah. And I just thought it was funny. So that is the winner of the first award. <laughs> All right. Congratulations, Rabies. Uh, our <laughs> next award. Yeah, it's funny. You'd give an award to Rabies. <laughs> yeah. The thing you hate. Uh, our next award is the animal with the most undeserved bad reputation. Hmm. So, um... This yeah, this is an award for the animal with the worst reputation that we've covered. And we've we have several contenders. Um, all sharks have yeah, a very bad reputation, so they're definitely contenders. Uh, but the winner actually is going to be Piranha. Oh, congratulations, Piranha! You uh, have won the most undeserved bad reputation award. Oh, that award, that one came out of nowhere. Did <laughs> they get, get close? Right. Piranhas, the movies. It's like you never see them coming, and then all of a sudden. <laughs> never mind, anyway. Worst pun award goes to Dave right there. Yeah, I, I, I knew I'd be getting that one. <laughs> I actually didn't even have that as a category. I should, uh, that, you win it right there for that terrible pun you just made. You're welcome, I guess. <laughs> so, our, our next award is Animal with the Strangest. Like quirk, we'll say quirk. Quirk. Hmm. Yeah. So something like a strange with a pouch. Or... Yeah, yeah, it could be that or uh, something strange that the animal can do. Oh. So okay. contenders, we have bull sharks for being able to swim up rivers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Golden lance heads for only living on Snake Island. Oh yeah. Vampire bats for only eating blood. Mm-hmm. But the winner, the winner is going to be the Komodo dragon. Komodo Dragon was from episode, way back in episode four, one of our early episodes. Oh, but yeah, that should yeah. In fact, there was a good story in that one. Yeah, there were there was a good story in all of them. Yeah. But uh, they win this because their ability to reproduce asexually. Hmm. Remember that? 
Yeah. Straight from Jurassic Park. Yeah. The females don't need it to actually mate. Several other species can do that. Anyway, that brings us to our next award. Animal with the strangest body part. Hmm. Contenders, kangaroos, we got pouches. Komodo dragons, they have venom. Uh, yeah. Moose, their uh, antlers like to fall off. But the winner, this is an easy one too, is female hyenas and their penises. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because female hyenas actually have an, it's uh, called a pseudo penis. It is actually a elongated clitoris. And if you remember, uh, hyenas, uh, the females are dominant. Yeah. And there, there is no rape in female culture or in hyena culture because you simply, the, the female has to actually agree to it because they have weird penises that mm-hmm. like meet up like two worms and I don't know, it's weird. <laughs> But they definitely win Strangest Body Part Award. What episode was? Do we cover that on the uh, hyenas? Was thirteen and fourteen? Okay. Yeah, they were the gangsters of the savannah, which they really are. Yeah. So our next award is a dip into the, I will say, the drama category. Hmm. This is the saddest story award. Ooh. I mean, there are a lot to choose from here. We we covered a lot of sad stories. We had zookeepers being killed, people being eaten alive, children being killed, um, and then humans killing animals. We we had a lot of things that were sad and a lot of stories. But I think the winner is going to be from episode two. This was the story of Taylor Mitchell. She was a 19-year-old Canadian folk singer who was killed while on a hike. She was killed by coyotes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that. She had a really promising career, and she was a very pretty girl, and coyotes don't normally kill. And I just this story is one that stuck out to me as well, and I think it's going to win the Saddest Story Award. Okay. Do you agree with that one? Yeah. Okay. All right, so we're going to move out of the drama and go eh, more into comedy. Hmm. This is the Darwin Award <laughs> for people who, you know, kind of deserved it. <laughs> oh, boy, I'm sure there's a lot in this Oh, category. there was pretty, a lot. There's pretty much everyone, anyone who jumps into a zoo enclosure should get this award. <laughs> yeah. Go back and listen to episode 24. I still think that might be our funniest episode because yeah. we just rapid fire all these idiotic people jumping into zoo enclosures for idiotic reasons. Yeah. But the winner... For for this, I think is going to be from episode eight, our Yellowstone episode. This is the man who purposely dove into a boiling hot pool of acidic water. Granted, he was trying to save a dog that jumped in there, but this this guy dove in head first into this boiling like two hundred degree water. And what do you think is going to happen? Remember, they pulled him up, and his skin started falling off. And he had to be flown to actually the University of Utah Hospital because it's the closest one. Wow. And he died pretty soon after that. I think that story was from the 80s, too. But, yeah, that's got to be our Darwin Award. Don't yeah. jump into a boiling hot pool of acidic water. No. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Yellowstones, those were some of our really good episodes, too. Yeah. I, I really like the Yellowstones. Those some of our best hit have the most hits, too. Oh, okay. I remember, I remember watching, in, it was in elementary school. I was about fifth grade. 
and they showed us the uh, movie, like a documentary thing on Yellowstone. They're like, mm-hmm. it's great, but it has its dangers. And then it talked about the the geysers. They're like, one this kid stro- um, strolled off the trail and fell in and burned and died. Yeah. And so I'm like, geez, I remember at that point, I'm like thinking, I'm not going there. That's <laughs> freaky looking. I don't want to get fall, accidentally fall in. Yeah. So... I've never, I haven't been. <laughs> we still need to go. I know. You you're not, you're not going to push out on me. To it's go probably to not as scary as I thought it was as a kid. You know? No, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's a great place. Oh. Uh, we'll have to go there. That's, that should be something that we do. Yeah. All right. Our next award is most brutal death award. Very Ooh. prestigious one here. Actually, this is a top notch award. Okay. We have several contenders here. Uh, some crock and gator stories that were very brutal. Remember the death of the toddler in Orlando? Like the oh, gated. yeah. Uh, we had people being eaten alive by animals like tigers, bears, sharks, uh, moose. Remember in our moose episode, a moose stabbed a guy through the eyeball with its antler. Oh. I mean, so many more. A lot of them. We had so many more. But the winner is, you could probably guess which one it is. This winner goes to... Timothy Treadwell, or the Grizzly Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, this was a famous story. Um, there was a grizzly man who was attacked in Alaska. This was our very first story in episode one, actually. Oh, was it? Okay. And then we redid it in episode 37. Oh, okay. And if you remember in, in that one, we, we put in the audio from the attack that you oh, could oh crazy. it's still yeah, it's hard to listen to it really is you hear him screaming and we're not going to put it in now but no. uh yeah that's that was definitely the most brutal award uh our next award is the I, i'm going to call it the disclaimer award for a story we had to put a disclaimer on it and there are no contenders here because we only had to do it once. I think I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> this is an easy choice. It's the Inamclaw horse sex case. Is that the one you were thinking? <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> this was from episode 16 where, yes, a man was killed from having sex with the horse. And no, the man wasn't the one giving. He was the one receiving. <laughs> and it's like... If, I mean, horses have giant... They have a giant penis. Yeah. <laughs> so it just... Destroyed him on the inside, I guess. Oh, I don't know how else to put it. Gee. But uh, that's going to take the disclaimer award. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And there. the disgusting award. Yeah, and the disgusting <laughs> award, all of that. Uh, our next award is for the most badass animal that we've covered. Ooh. And all of the animals we've covered are contenders, but I am going to cheat a little bit in this one because I'm biased. The winner is the jaguar. Mm hmm. Uh, if you don't know, Jaguar is my favorite animal. So that is obviously going to be the most badass animal that we choose. You can agree yeah. to that a little bit, yeah. right? I mean, hey, if anyone argue, if any other animal wants to argue, <laughs> take it up with the Jaguar. <laughs> so our next award is uh, for most dangerous animal that we've covered. The most dangerous. I mean, all of the animals we've covered are dangerous. Otherwise, we wouldn't have yeah. covered them. <laughs> so, we, we mean, we have polar bears, crocs, gators, sharks, tigers, hyenas, werewolves. We covered werewolves. <laughs> All very dangerous. But I feel like the the winner is, and this one is debatable. If you have a different choice in this, you can let me know. But I'm going to go with the black mamba. That's what I was thinking. Is that what you were thinking? Yeah. So, the black mamba is going to take the cake, uh, going to take this award. I mean, if you remember... 100% kill rate, unless you have anti-venom. Yeah. 
And then, I mean, we've covered the golden lance heads snakes as well, but they're only on one island. So uh, yeah. black mamas are all over sub-Saharan Africa. And I don't know how many people to kill a year, uh, but it's it's more it's got to be a lot. <laughs> yeah. So black mamba is going to be our most dangerous animal, and that's that's going to be a really tough one to beat out for this next for next year. Okay. So to somebody to take the throne off a of black mamba, that's going to be tough. All right. So our next award is the wackiest story award. Okay. There's going to be quite a few. There's there. a lot of wacky stories that we've told. Um, several contenders. We had an ancient philosopher get struck by a stone that was dropped by a hawk. <laughs> Remember that? It was like from was like it, episode was it a two. Turtle? Oh was yeah, it was a turtle. turtle. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> so yeah, an ancient philosopher. I can't remember his name. He was sitting down writing something probably, and uh, a hawk dropped a turtle onto his head and it killed him. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's definitely wacky. Yeah, I forgot that it was a turtle. Yeah. It, he must have been a bald philosopher. Yeah, I think he was. He's gonna, <laughs> he had a glare like, on oh, his. There's a, it's a nice shiny rock. <laughs> but yeah, that's one. Of my, that's one of my favorite stories too. That's from like episode two, I think. All right, but then we have other contenders. Like a man was accidentally killed by a duck to the face while he was on his jet oh, ski. Oh yeah. A man shooting at another man who slightly resembled Bigfoot. <laughs> oh, uh, and many others. We had. Uh, People like hunters accidentally shooting other hunters. Yeah. We had a lot of wacky things happen. But the winner, I'm going to go with this as the winner. You, if, if you have something else, let me know. But this is the winner is going to be from episode 46, Animals in Warfare, the first one, where the rebels of the Spanish War, uh, they drop supplies, not using parachutes, but live turkeys. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had fun with that one. <laughs> <laughs> we did have fun with that. Dropping live, strapping up some ammo to some live turkeys. Just dropping them and hope that their wings flap enough that it's not going to... break the fall. Break, well, <laughs> that it won't damage the supplies. They don't care about the turkeys. Yeah. <laughs> but that one, that one's super wacky, so that's going to take the award. Yeah. Oh, uh, so we have two more awards to give, and these are these are we'll say the tip top of the awards. This oh, is okay. this is the best actor award, Ooh. best actress award, whatever. First is going to be the best overall story. Mostly like the longer stories, like the solo yeah. episodes we had for one story. Yeah, any any story that we did in long form. And we have several contenders. We have the legend of Kesagaki, mm-hmm. the, the bear. bear, the uh, murderous bear of Japan. We have the 1916 Jersey Shore shark attacks. Mm-hmm. We have the story um, from last week of the USS Indianapolis. Mm. And then our Siberian tiger and the tale of revenge. Yeah. Well, that was another good one. Yeah. And the story of Gustav, the demon crocodile. Mm. Story of Jim Corbett and the hunt for both the Champawat Tiger and the Chowgart Tiger. Yeah. But the winner, I'm gonna go with this. The winner is, and it was that this was a really close one. For all these stories were great, but the winner is going to be Jim Corbett and oh, the hunt yeah. for the Champawat Tigress. That was from episode 21. And I mean, we love Jim Corbett, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But also, this was the tiger who killed more people than any other individual animal in recorded history. Yeah. With 436 confirmed kills. Yeah. That's so many. This story 
is a movie that has not been made. It really is. It's This story has to be made. Yeah. It's it got to be made into a film. Totally. It's really a great story. So that's episode 21. This is also on our top 10 most hit um, episodes. Okay. So make sure you go and check that one. I mean, the other, all the other ones are good too. The other uh, Jim Corbett story is good. Yeah. But I feel like this one, there's just something about this one that stands out a little bit more yeah. to me. So that is going to be the winner. All right. So, Dave, our next award is, you can't get any higher than this. This mm. is the best award you can give out possible. Uh, everybody in the Academy wants this. This award is Host of the Year. <laughs> our first contender. The first contender? Is, first and only contender. <laughs> no, the first contender is the man who does all the editing, because I don't know how. He, he has all the equipment, and if you're in need of a good pun, he will supply it most of the time. <laughs> he's he's uh he's also very ripped and very handsome. It is <laughs> David Butcher. That's a co-host. That's not a real host. I'll just go with it. Okay, I'm going with it. <laughs> you're you're yeah co-host. We're both <laughs> co-hosts. Yeah, that's oh. right. No, you're the host. I'm the co-host. Ah, oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. All right. So for our other contender. He's the brains of the operation. He does all the research. He invests a lot of time in the show. And he is a self-proclaimed animal expert with no real merit to that whatsoever. You can't it, be speaking of Kate, are you? No, <laughs> it is me, Matthew D. Hamilton. All right. Well, you know, I'm going to might as well open up an envelope for this one. What do you say? Do it. Oh, man. I'm so nervous. Open up an envelope for this and... Wait. What the hell? It says the winner's Colonel Cheetor. What? <laughs> That's right, you jabronis. You didn't think you could beat me, did you? First, I want to say thank you to Dave's wife for being sexy. Then I want to thank my role model. That role model is Ric Flair. Woo! And like him, I'm the limousine-riding, jet-flying, kiss-stealing, wheel-and-dealing son of a cheetah. And I humbly accept this award for host of the year. What the hell just happened? Jeez. Did he just hijack the show? He, I, either that or it's rigged. Just or, like the real Oscars, I suppose. <laughs> and Cheetor, well, he just ran off with the award at about 70 miles an hour, so I'm not going to chase him. Well, at least it wasn't expensive. And did he just take the persona of Ric Flair? Yeah. I, I hope that doesn't stick. Uh. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. Well, anyway, Dave, that is going to wrap up the one-year anniversary episode. Oh. I had a lot of fun doing this one. I know the awards were silly, but I thought it was no, fun. it was fun. Yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed this. Uh, the, enjoyed the show this week and our our listener stories, which were really good. Thank you, everyone, to send those in. Uh, <clears throat> we made uh, we, another thing we had on the podcast. We made some good friends this year from other podcasts as well. If, if you like, we made friends with Breck from Sports Project. Yeah, um, all the boys over at Thor Skin, mm -hmm. and the girls over at When Animals Attack. So shout out to all them as well for. Yeah. Being a part of us this year, you know. Yeah. Um, next week, we are going to try to put out our episode. We're, we're going to have to do it a day earlier since Thursday is the 4th of July. Next week will be our seventh edition of recent, recent animal stories and attacks. And man, we have a lot of stories to, to share for this one. I swear there's a new one every day. Yeah. Today, I found there's two new ones. Oh. They, and there's a shark attack in the Bahamas. Killed a girl. And then that story that we talked about earlier. Yeah. 
I'll just I'll briefly mention it. No, 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 don't do it. Well, it's I'm just no. I gotta give a little oh, okay. little teaser, right? <clears throat> this is a story uh, in Russia of a guy who was basically held in a bear cave for a month. He got attacked by a bear. The bear brought him in and held him there for a month, like like I'll eat you later type of thing. And when they pulled him out, he looked like a mummy. He but he was still alive. And this is one of the craziest stories I think I've ever actually heard. So we will be telling this, hopefully more, we'll get more information on it, and we will share this story next week. And so that's going to be good. That's yeah. good. That'll be like our main event story next week. And I think we're going to hopefully have a special guest joining us next week as well. All right. Hopefully on. that works out. Um, it's our it's a good friend of ours who helps us he directs our a lot of our acting gigs that we do so we're gonna Ooh. have him on and dave we also have a shout out this week too Ooh. so uh, thank you silver wolf 86 silver wolf 86 thank you for your kind review on itunes that means a whole lot to us they said i don't know if it was a uh, man or woman but they said some really nice things to us nice right on so dave Wrapping up here, if our listeners want to help out and contribute to the show, what is something that they can do? They can go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to. Uh, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, say something you like about the show. Uh, it really helps us out. Uh, if you want to become a producer of the show, I don't remember the email. Take a minute. <laughs> yes, well, go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, give us a review, give us five stars. I know it takes like 20 or 30 seconds, but it, it really helps out. And we were, we want to get to, it took us a year to get to 10,000. What do we, yeah. I don't know what we should say our next 10,000 should be, but eh, I don't know. It took me a year just to memorize that much of it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll tell we got 10,000 downloads now. Let's get a lot more. So yeah. we, we're, we really want to become a popular podcast and we, we could use your help with that. You can also go to, um, you can use whatever platform you use or go to face, uh, Facebook and give us a review there. And we give shout outs to anyone who does this. Now, if you want to be an even more wonderful person, become a producer of the show, you can go to PayPal or Venmo and leave a donation. That would mean a whole lot to us. We don't care if it's a dollar or a hundred dollars, anything, anything else. Like I've said before, we're going to want to try to get some merch going. I think that'd be pretty cool. So that's going to all feed the fun for the merch. So go to pay. You can do that by going to um, PayPal. You can find us by our, our email force of nature pod at gmail.com or on Venmo on my personal account, Matthew Hamilton, Matthew dash Hamilton dash 51. And all this information is on the description below. And to all the listeners, uh, feel free to contact us. If you ever want to tell us a cool animal related story and we can share it just like we did this week. Uh, you could be of you or someone, you know, it doesn't matter. Or if you just want to suggest an episode idea or just, you know, want to talk, ask a question, say hi, please feel free. You can email us or message us on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, and I just want to say thank you to everyone for, I guess they're kind of doing what I say when I say recommend it to family and friends. I mean, it's got it's to be that way. So It's getting around, yeah. Yeah, we're doing good. Um, you can tell them that we're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, all the ones we need to be on. So, Dave, I... I feel like I'm losing my voice already. Wow. Um, do you have anything else to add? I mean, happy anniversary. Yeah, this has been a great year for it. it. Yeah. yeah, it's been fun. And we have no plans on stopping soon. So we're going to keep going at it. Yeah. Um, oh, hey, look, it's Colonel Cheetor. He's back. Oh, he said come back for the end, huh? 
<laughs> That's right, I still got the award. And if you don't like it, I got two words for you. Suck it. Well, at first he was Ric Flair, now he's part of Degeneration X. What the? He's just oh. doing all these wrestling personas he now. He doesn't know who he is anymore. Ah, a dick. See. <laughs> All right. This is Force of Nature Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends. Be a part of building us up. And we will see you next week. Bye.